Did I, didn't, I, did, I didn't eat breakfast. I had yes. coffee and then jelly beans. Coffee That's and jelly beans. Breakfast of champions. You know, I mean, it's Easter time, so uh, Starburst jelly beans are back out, and there it's that's the only thing that you really the only the only seasonal i know i'm not down that's with your the peeps. that's your one that's i'm one not down with you? the peeps but the starburst jelly beans they're good man i literally bought that on I, I saturday ain't a peeps you can oh, not man. peeps starburst jelly beans oh you just watch you just watch out peeps are getting thrown into beer left and right nowadays oh, like, especially man. this time of year yeah, it's bullshit. anyone <laughs> see any of the, the glitter beer uh april Fools? yes oh, i yeah. loved that that's a that new thing great. it's moving yeah. in Welcome to a bonus episode of Through the Draft Line, your podcast that converges craft beer and creativity. Today, we bring you part two of our conversation with JP's own Turtle Swamp Brewing. Enjoy. Uh, JD and Matt here, back with Tanner and Brandon. Uh, a little more production to pick up uh, the lovely voices on these gentlemen, uh, and we've poured ourselves uh, a glass of Orange Line, the the famous uh, or just most popular at the moment until people get a taste of the hoppy <laughs> lager. Um, Coming soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, New England IPA. Uh, cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers to, to good conversation so and yeah. learning more about Turtle Swamp and artistic communities. Cheers. cheers. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, man. <laughs> By the way, ready for that one. we have uh, Tanner over here drinking out of Das Boot at the moment. Uh, das pretty... Boot. This Excellent is, Boot. This seems like a perfect form to be drinking orange line out of. Yeah. A real stick it to the Rang Heiskabout. <laughs> mm, yeah. Good point. But actually, this is fully, fully uh, compliable with the law. <laughs> Just uh, want the record to state that uh, Tanner and I are wearing matching red pants. That is correct. They actually look very nice. His mm-hmm. are denim, mine are corduroy. This is how we know like the day is going to go well when I see Brandon, he's wearing That's red pants know. and I'm wearing red pants. So you know it's time to... Things are going. going. Things time. are happening. Yeah. It's going to be uh, a good brew day. Yeah. We actually we came home and JD was home. And the other JD. Well, there's another JD. There's, there's another JD. JD. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Worst there is a... Right. Yes, my roommate JD was not wearing red pants. So we told him he better change before we get back. Yes, you know, or just no, not like tell him not to wear pants. Or he it's needs like to red leave. pants or no pants. You better paint them on red. Exactly. <laughs> Figure it out. I love it. I get love it. Done. And so uh, that's actually perfect. So uh, Tanner, I understand that you and and most people who work at Turtle Swamp or, or were originally at Turtle Swamp live in the neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's a, a pretty significant piece of Turtle Swamp's founding. Do you? Um, why why Jamaica Plain? What's so important about Jamaica Plain to to you to Turtle Swamp's mission um, and and to you know the, not only the history of the, of brewing process but looking forward? Yeah, and Brandon definitely chime in on this too. Um, so our two founders moved to the JP area, both of them in between separately about ten to fifteen years ago. Um, and they just have fallen in love with the community, knew that they wanted to stay, knew that they wanted to plant roots like almost from the beginning. Um, John has a bunch of kids there now. Um, Nick's wife, Molly, is a teacher in JP. Nick now runs a brewery in JP. So it's, I mean, it, it's always been about uh, the community because before that, 
Um, when you had you have Sam Adams, which is a fantastic like staple in the community, and you have Harpoon, these two very big breweries, but there's uh, not really that like neighborhood vibe type of brewery, and that's really popping up now again uh, in Massachusetts, and we like that's exactly what they wanted to do in Jamaica Plain specifically because um, they had built a community there. So um, what if we gave the community another space to meet, another space to commune with each other um, outside of their homes, outside of all of the other community spaces in JP, but a place where, where beer was kind of the um, linking factor, as it always has been, especially in New England. I mean, this is where um, the United States was originally like, where the pilgrims landed and and communed over beer in the same fashion. So why wouldn't we do the same? Like, I mean, I know we're evolving creatures, but really not that much, especially when it comes to some type of uh, fermented beverage. Still drinking so, beer. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it's it. been a it's it's really neat. Like the way uh, you know on the on the point of community, uh, we have now the Rosendale Winter Beer Hall, which is I guess the Spring Beer Hall, and um, I was getting. It was on a very cold, very wintry day, which is why I decided to Uber from uh, from one to the next. They're two miles apart. But my Uber driver um, was saying, hey, it's Turtle Swamp Place. So I think my son's mom or I think my son's teacher is uh, is involved with it. And it was Nick's wife. And um, she was saying, well, my, my son keeps saying like my teacher works at a brewery but i'm confused as to how she's your teacher <laughs> does she work at the brewery or whatever um but just like having a, a local connection impact in your surrounding community this was uh it was neat to just say hey yeah that's 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 nick's wife she is a teacher um she's partially responsible for the turtle swamp name and uh also just say like hey you're welcome to come by you know obviously can't invite your son but it, it is a, like a family oriented space so there's times on Saturdays where um, weekends you'll see the brewery is full of children um, just enjoying, you know, Saturday afternoon or, you know, family time with with their adult, with their parents. Um, but, yeah, it's cool to see that the that the brewery is, is a reflection of the community that that we all are a part of. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Molly, Nick's wife. She's actually a original J like she's a JP resident she was born in JP and has lived JP her, her whole life so um on the right. bottom of our cans we post born in JP and that's a that's like a shout out to yeah. our our portion in the community but also to um Molly so yeah so deep roots in JP yeah and, I, and JP is a place that like you can feel you can feel the roots like mm. people have own houses people like you know your neighbors this isn't um, and it's not to knock on any other like neighborhood, but there's a lot of like places where it's a heavy like student community. And that's great for the students. And it's good that they're around other people that are kind of transient like them and learning and exploring the city. But JP and like you see across like generational um, generations come into the brewery. So we'll have grandparents with their kids and their sons or and their daughters yeah. um, and their granddaughters and grandsons. Um, and that's just something that I feel is very unique. Um, like you don't see that at a bar generally, you don't see it in other places, but it's just really fun to see in a place that you have, have built. Yeah. Regardless of the other spaces too. 
like that, those are really important, but to have a space that you kind of have contributed to or, or have yeah. <laughs> originally been turned away from yeah, yeah. Uh, Who to, knows to now, yeah, <laughs> to now have like people like, Oh yeah, we're going here for our one year old's birthday or my dad's 50th birthday type of thing. It's, that's been really special. Yeah. And, and so there's always been a certain element of community baked into Turtle Swamp Brewery. Um, and I, I think that that's, that's quite evident to anyone who visits, whether it's, you know, today that the Pink Boots Society event going on uh, or, or any, any night that you can be in there. I understand you all do Quingo beer yoga. Tomorrow night, Quingo. Oh, yeah. little, well, little Quingo. When, first Wednesday of every month, Quingo. Quingo. What is Quingo? Quingo is queer bingo. Um, it's bingo. If you don't know what bingo is. Um, There's a problem. Come by on Wednesday, the first Wednesday of every month. I don't brewery. know if they give tutorials, but you're definitely welcome to come. No, well, you're invited. <laughs> you're invited. Everyone's welcome. Uh, we, we spend the evening uh, just fellowshipping over over a, a game of, of chance, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a favorite of the... Um, of like senior centers, but I've never seen so many people You'd get be excited surprised. about bingo. Yeah, like it, it gets it, rowdy. It fills up. It it's get, a it little, up. Get, it's a little, a little, you know, above my energy level sometimes. Like, yeah, okay, you got to bring, you got to be, Ooh, you be yeah, you better bring a, bring just stretch AJ, out man. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. wear some yeah, flexible yeah. clothing. Yeah, it gets a little wild. <laughs> no, well, I, I, can't, I can't wait to join very soon. Yeah, and, it's a very, uh, very good time. You know, but between all of those events that you're doing, um, the, constant stream and flow of different pieces of artwork that you have hanging around the space uh i believe almost always for sale and by local artists mm -hmm. yeah. um to just the the general energy of the space tanner i know that when we were in the space uh earlier tonight you mentioned that um it's become a very welcoming space for different communities particularly lgbtq community around boston mm -hmm. um what do you think it why do you think it's important to cultivate that inclusivity in in the space or maybe what do you what do you think is the reason uh that 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 you've gotten to that place or or that you find it important and, and you value that brandon i'm gonna toss this over to you because you were originally a patron turned somebody who yeah wanted, somebody who wanted to be around enough to serve the community as well as a bartender sure. yeah it's interesting <clears throat> i think uh before i say anything i want to say shout out jules our former, oh, uh, our yes. former tap room Jules. manager. Oh, you're going to make me very, cry. Oh, my very goodness. Much. Um, Jules was the person that actually got me started. Or I keep getting booted. I don't know. If I you heard the that. bubble. I'm sorry. The I mean, bubble <laughs> came through the mic. I heard it. I got booted. Shoot. Um, yeah, Jules. Jules. So I. I started out as a person that just came to the brewery um, in my free time and just had a beer, hung out, talked to whoever's around. Um, very much sort of solo, just regular, being a regular but enjoying the, the community that was there. Um, one particular weekend after coming home from like traveling, um, Jules said, hey, you come here a lot. You, uh, you do a lot of extracurriculars. Um, how do you feel about getting involved? in our community and particularly um, expressed like an interest in wanting me to contribute on their marketing and social media. Um, in addition to also helping just pour beers on weekends. And I thought about that as, I mean, I, I couldn't have been more excited to be, to have that conversation, but um, I was excited to be a part of that community just in meeting, meeting Tanner and meeting Nick and John 
since the first interactions, it just always felt um, as as sort of a transplant in JP. Um, it, it was just a reflection of what I experienced living in JP in the house that I lived in um, with a bunch of artists of all sorts of different backgrounds and, and, and uh, persuasions, whether they're musicians or visual artists or, or dancers or, or any, anything of that sort. Uh, just having that community and, and finding that outside of the home in a place where that happened to make really good beer. Um, so I was really imp- always a plus, you know, that, that made a really good impression nice on touch. me and I couldn't wait to, to get down. Um, but I saw sort of how, you know, being in a, a part of something that's the service industry where you are, no matter what you're doing, you're the face of this, this entity, this, this brewery, you know, by pouring a beer, by greeting somebody who's coming in the door, um, for for them you are the the you represent the brewery it's not just the beer that they of course, enjoy yeah. um but yeah just being being hearing that everyone felt the same way about the brewery that i did you know it, it makes you one it makes you proud of what that place is and it makes you proud of your contribution to it and then to be on the other side of it because um, it's a place where i would try to bring friends or anybody that wanted to hang out with me you probably had to come meet me at turtle swamp uh, just because that's where I wanted to be probably most of the time. Um, At the but, very uh, least, somewhere in JP. Somewhere in JP. Mm-hmm. And JP's got a lot of good places. So the fact that Turtle Swamp's high on people's, hopefully high on people's list, high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the Pond, you've got the Arboretum, you've got, um, you've got all of, you know, the Center Street comings and goings. Um, you've got the the tea i don't know if people like <laughs> i like, like i like people watching on the tea it's just an interesting place you know you got public transit no, no i, no. I, I think that, that shout out to orange line as we're drinking on orange line. hey yeah, yeah the second oh, yeah. most consistent mbta line uh behind my green line of course yeah yeah the oh, yeah. wonderful it's you know a, i'm not even gonna you know it's a high, don't take somebody when they're down or it's on a fire, high quality so. line it's we're, just really great i love taking that line. i love being able to bike where i'm going quicker than the fucking train that's what i like there we go anyway it's a really pretty like the green line's a really pretty train i'll give it that like yeah it's, it's the oldest uh subway system or the oldest subway line in the united states that's right. and, it, yeah. and it acts accordingly and you can tell uh, <laughs> But no, Brandon, I think that that is, um, I think that that's exactly right. And, and thinking through your experience, I think that's representative of, of a collective experience of at least what I've seen at Turtle Swamp. I think that, um, you know, we talk with a lot of musicians on this podcast. That's the main focus of what we do. Yeah. Uh, and even if we're not, it's not, you know, Rob Flax, who's, who lives in JP pretty proudly. And I think mm-hmm. we talked about that. Um, Turtle Swamp gets brought up. The reason we wanted to have this conversation was because it, you all have been brought up many times in terms of having high quality beer, but also being a community space and being a a very integral part to the creative community. Yeah, it's yeah. in JP and specifically Boston. And I, I, I see that. I mean, I, I just think that what you all do goes beyond the kick-ass beer you brew. I agree. Yeah. I no, agree. Yeah, it's interesting even to, to bring up Jules one more time. Um, the first time I think, well, so they played a so far show in a house that's right across, right around the corner from the brewery. And, um, I remember meeting, or I didn't actually meet this person at the time, but I like got to the show late 
and took a seat right in front of uh, one of Jules' friends that was recording the show, and I accidentally knocked their phone over. <laughs> and I had no idea. I was just like, all right, I'll, I'm doing too much. I need to relax a little bit. But about a week later or so, I, I came to Turtle Swamp, realized Jules was behind the bar. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I saw you perform at the show. Now now it's like all coming into focus, the connections. Um, and it was like, oh, yeah, hey, man. I, uh, yeah, that was me. And Yeah, we'll give a shout out to Jules Hoffman and uh, Boquette of the Wolf that just played at South by Southwest. Woo, yeah. And then uh, yeah. Jules is in New York on her own solo trip as Little Wolf. I miss her. Can you I tell how much too. we miss? I want her to come back. So please, please. Back. You, you promised you would. You promised you would. Have no, I no. It's, maybe yeah. maybe we'll phone her in and get her to do a, a remote interview yeah. portion for this. Be better. Maybe be nice. <laughs> it's on you. But yeah, it's just the, that's that's the for my experience to Turtle Swamp. I'm sure there is an experience for you know each person that yeah. comes in the door. And yeah. I think it's been all always. And this is like really credit to to John and Nick, and also to to Lindsay, our original Tapper manager, and to Jules. Like, have really created a space where it's like we know that we're not creating a community; that we're joining a community, and we want to bolster that same community. Mm-hmm. Like, we're yeah. not bringing anything special to you guys. We're we're joining a special place, mm-hmm. and we want to add to it in a in a very meaningful way. Uh, and that's scary. Because you don't want to mess that up. Like that's really important to make people feel included, uh, and to make people feel like they have a space where they can feel safe. I don't think we've nailed it. I think there's a lot of places where we want to grow and expand, uh, especially being on Washington Street, of uh, J- of JP, right on the Washington Street that borders Roxbury, borders mm. Eggleston Square. Uh, we have a lot of communities that we want to continue to reach out to. Uh, because we, we feel like we need to include all of JP if we're going to be part of JP's community. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a moving target. Like, you never have to, you can never rest. Right. And I think, uh, like, EO, our current Tapper manager, has been really integral in keeping that, pursuing that target. Yeah. Um, the people that are at Turtle Swamp are the ones that, especially, like, our Tapper manager is just with this, like, very high energy, like, in pursuit of the community of JP to make them feel included. Um, that's how Quingo came about. That's how the art on the walls came about. Like that's why people come to the brewery and feel like it's part of the community is because of those people that have continued to pursue them to say, Hey, this is a space where you can feel welcome. And they feel safe. Yeah. And that's creating a safe place for, for people in the community. That's, that's huge. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. Not, it's not a challenge that yeah, isn't felt though. by many communities within Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, the the idea of, of being inclusive to all <clears throat> like communities and neighborhoods. And, you know, we do that a lot in the work that Brandon and I and JD do together. Um, I, I think that's that's incredibly important. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. I agree. Now, Tanner, I want to talk to you a little bit about beer, if that's all right. I've drank a, I've drank a couple Have you? I've heard of those once or twice all right I'm so, drinking a really fucking good beer I don't know right I just got uh, I just got bubbled or blooped bloop, so you know bloop. maybe Dude, I don't drink beer I got the sound of you being blooped earlier it was wonderful <laughs> that's gonna be on that's gonna be on a loop so, remix yeah, that's gonna be oh no I'm drop. using that in every pod it's gonna be a drop yeah official drop yeah oh actually yeah, go bef- ahead before before we get into that I just wanted to say 
Turtle Swamp has been around almost two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So in May, yep. two years. June first will be second annual Swampapalooza. Hey now, we are so excited. Good. I'm already like booking food trucks. I'm so excited. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get some tunes. Oh man. Oh so yeah. How did peeps. how did you get involved God within peeps. you know as a brewer at, at Turtle Swamp? What, yeah. The story so uh, so John and Nick obviously original owners. Um, from JP, I've been in JP for three years now. Um, so my pastor told me that a brewery is opening in JP, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Uh, I I have never worked at a brewery before. My wife worked at a brewery in San Diego when we were there when she was in uh, grad school. So when I was in grad school, she literally gave me no excuse to not work because she worked when she was in grad school. So I was like, "Shit, I have to find a job." I was like, well, a brewery sounds fantastic. So I, during the first blizzard in like 2016, I was walking around with my dog because I didn't have work. What kind of dog? School. He's a, a, the most beautiful little mutt that you will ever see. Shout out Mookie. Shout out Mookie. Oh, Mookie. Mookie. Um, By the way, Red Sox need to it's sign in the fucking yes, Sox Mookie right bets. <laughs> That's right. Baseball season. Um, For everyone that's you know listening that they're on a twenty game winning streak, uh, this was the moment in which they were one and three. So you know, just saying. I was gonna say, yeah, um, not to like you know down because we're in Boston, but they were originally beat opening day by the Seattle Mariners. That's where I'm originally from. Your hometown. And we're also, I think we're on like a ten game winning streak. That's pretty freaking awesome. Have ten games happened? You know, or are you saying that we're in the counting future? like pregame? You know, yeah. Are you pre- saying counting. this in the future because the people yeah. are listening? In right? the future, in June, we will be undefeated. Uh, Seattle wow. Mariners headed for a perfect season, never before recorded. Wow. Um, Talk that. Yeah, but <laughs> on 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 another note. So yeah, in a in a blizzard, knocked on the window of Turtle Swamp. I saw Nick in there. Spring Were you also insulation. turned away. Were you I also was, turned away? Like? I was not. I, I like looked in the window, saw they were busy, and started leaving. Bullshit. And John mm. came out and was like, "Hey, do you need something?" <laughs> it was just me and me and the dog. And I was like, "No, just looking. Would love to help out." And I just got his email and pestered them for. I guess that was in January until May, and they gave me a job. So five months. <laughs> so persistent. And it was really, I kind of Career snuck, advice. I snuck Pastor in. Pastor for five mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. I snuck in because my wife worked at a tap room in San Diego. So like craft beer hub of the world. Like over 115 breweries when we left in one county. Um, so they're like, oh, she knows things. And I was like, I have no, I've never poured a beer. I've never worked in a brewery. I was like, but I would love to work too. And so my wife got hired on first and then I came after her and then she's since left and i'm still here i'm like ha i got you guys and my trojan horse has worked <laughs> so yeah i got in originally as a bartender um my wife was actually the first one to she bought us a homebrew kit in like 2011 and we've been brewing together ever since um yeah and this this just brewing and beer thing just kind of happened out of like my wife Shout out to Katie has been like a huge influence on me getting into craft beer because she like did like a 40 tap tap out at her college where like you had to drink craft beer in order to like have the tap out and get a t-shirt and get 10% off or whatever. So she was exposed to so much more beer than I was. Mm, she was um, and she'd be like, Hey, you oh. should try this. I'm like, okay, I'll, like I'll try this stuff. And <laughs> like eventually became very much involved in it. 
um, obviously I work at a brewery now, but like she, yeah, pushed a, a lot of that piece to it. So shout out to Kate. Shout out shout to Kate. She's the awesome. way she's like the better three quarters of our relationship. I just, she doesn't <laughs> get enough credit. So what was the uh, first uh, beer that you guys brewed together? First beer we brewed together was a brown, and it actually turned out the second one did not, and we dumped it all down the sink. <laughs> Yikes. But down the toilet, would you say? Dumping uh, the we, brown? We dumped it in a sink. Oh, no, the, the brown <laughs> was good. Goodness. Should I do the, the, the drop? Do something. Do something. <laughs> the whoop. The yeah. Boop. Sorry, not to. So a brown ale, and then yeah. So brown ale, and we've uh, we've always been into like kind of, and this is so this is a very specific piece to brewing that I have learned over the past year as an apprentice brewer. Um, In the first DOL approved in Massachusetts brewing apprenticeship, um, is that commercial brewing is about brewing beer consistently in Mm. styles that people will buy. Like so, what is like? What are the popular things? Right. Where home brewing's like, what type of weird shit can I throw in here? <laughs> and I can pour it down the sink if I want to, yeah, but yeah. it may be delicious, but I'm never gonna be able to repeat it. Right. So, um, John is originally a home brewer. Nick's been a commercial brewer through and through. So whenever John and I have a stupid idea, he's always like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but luckily, I have like a private little pilot batch system that I've been yeah, doing. Like, yeah. I just, conti- just continue to, to brew different beers and, and kind of experiment. And it's been really, really fun. And, and so when you think about the balance that exists, whether or not you're looking through the scope of a commercial brewer base or a homebrew base, when you think about the balance between art and science in brewing, where where do you come into play there? What what's your personal take on that in terms of your approach in mm-hmm. brewing beer? Yeah, so it's really been evolving um, a lot because of this experience at Turtle Swamp, um, working with Nick as a commercial brewer. Is that um, brewing beer? And I and I so we're we're doing this monthly Meet the Apprentice night because I've I've been like learning things in school learning things from nick and like and because it's beer. one of the first apprenticeship and programs the first apprenticeship in, in the nobody US. has any idea what it is um so uh and i told everybody this was like brewing beer is not that difficult it's it's been the same for many thousands of years um, but brewing the same consistent beer over and over again that's delicious and like that that's the most difficult part that's that's the essence of commercial brewing is that you are are brewing a beer that you can do over and over again that's absolutely fantastic um, that's shelf stable that has all of the, that hits all the right notes for um, the science of beer as you were saying yeah that's what it does so making Nick's ESB yep. be consistently Nick's ESB yep over and every over. single time that you couldn't tell the batch from a batch from a year ago. Um, from a batch that we just brewed last week like that is the essence of commercial brewing and the home brewing i think is more of where you where you feel at a lot of the art or the experimental um not to not to ruin the surprises but like having casey brewing sitting in front of us like they are on that cutting art edge where it's like but what do people feel when they drink beer right like what do they want to feel because a lot of people get a lot of nostalgia out of it whether it's like oh my gosh like our South Street tastes like right. Hawaiian fruit punch, like the like what you had mm. as a kid ordering at junior high at like lunch line. Mm. And you're like, oh my gosh, like 
the fact that you put that in writing right in front of me and then I drink it and I taste that gets people, you know, in the feels. That's not a science part. That's a that's an art part. That's a like mm-hmm. almost an emotive response to yeah. the the beer you're drinking and to to brewing. So I mean, it's like the 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 vineyards in I believe there's a vineyard in California that on the, they will create their labels according to a famous album. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a Dark Side of the Moon bottle of wine once. Did it make me think about the Dark Side of the Moon if I had drank it without that label? Probably not. But yeah. like, it was cool to try and merge those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, but that was an artistic decision by the winemaker or yeah, yeah fucking yeah. you know commercialization. I don't know, well, whatever it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And so that that thought of, you know, how do you communicate what you're going for? Because the all of the things that you described when we were sitting in the lounge earlier tonight of the subtleties in the flavor, all the different malts and hops and different different decisions that you make as a brewer. As a consumer, we don't we don't have a basis of that unless mm-hmm. you tell us right here. Yeah. So a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. Because that's like that's the most important part is I could tell you all the and that's like one of the like hoity toity parts that we kinda like have tried to 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 br- not to brush down, but like tone back because like you as a consumer to buy a, a six pack off the shelf and to drink it, your opinion and your feelings about that beer are hundred percent valid. Mm. And I need to, I need to be looking at those as valid opinions. Like you need to, I really, really what something that we've talked about is like trying to equip people with the right words to talk about beer. Cause it's important to know, Hey, if I like this beer, like I should have the right words to talk about it mm. because then you can be like, Hey, I like this beer because of this and that. And because of the hop character, like it went really when it like tastes like that green apple flavor um, or like kind of green grassy hay flavor. Yeah. What's the what's like going your on your that? words are important. Yeah. However you feel it tastes, because the way Brandon drinks beer is going to be different than the way J.D. drinks beer and the way Matt drinks beer. Mm. But that no those are all important regardless. Well, luckily, we get to do that right now. Luckily, yes. we get to do that right now. So that's Thank like the funnest God. part is, like I said earlier, if you don't like this beer, it's okay because there are a thousand people behind you that love this beer and will, like, we're going to sell out of it. Yeah. Like, there are people who don't like Orange Line and it's our top selling beer. No, but it's so good. It's so good. And that, and they're all great. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, you know. And some people just have, like, like we, we just hired on Corey. Shout out to Corey. Shout out Corey. Nice. She works down at Westport uh, River uh, Winery down on the South Shore. And she has the best words mm-hmm. for beer. Like, she's she grew up in, like, a wine type of situation. So, like, when she talks about beer, we're all just, like, we all just stop and listen to, like, what she's saying. And it just... It's hilarious. And that's awesome to get that other perspective as well, to bring someone in from yeah. a different, you know. Who like can put a word to like, like even I, like especially, especially me, I'm not, I'm not the most experienced in like describing beers, but she will put a name to it and I will a hundred percent grab onto that because of like, that is exactly what I'm experiencing. Right. But she knew it. Like she, she knew how to express that. Right. She so, knew how to make it happen. It's been really interesting to see people who can express their, you know, I, I'm originally like trained in engineer, like undergrad in electrical engineering, 
like real master engineer. like an actual engineer masters in energy systems engineering not like a so like i gave up on words a long time ago <laughs> audio engineers you know those are those are a different breed <laughs> i started as an electrical engineer and then you you know abandoned the the higher then plane, i ascended. the higher and then, <laughs> then i ascended <laughs> then you ascended me. beyond excuse me gentlemen and then he abandoned it oh <laughs> Down the bloop draft line. Uh, you heard it here first. Through the draft line. Shucks. Through it. Pour, pour el draft line. <laughs> With a brewer in the house, we had to step up our beer game. We brought forth Fuzzy from Side Project Brewing in St. Louis, Missouri, before breaking open Casey Brewing's Funky Blender Preserve Series. This one from 2018 with raspberry, blackberry, and cherry. Okay, so this is the exciting part. So we're going to dive into, I want to know about what you guys listen to when you brew. I want to know like your, your favorite bands at some point. Before we do that, we're going to taste some beers and get some for the first time, except JD, you're, you're probably the closest to a professional opinion in terms of beer analyzing in this from entire a non, room from a non-brewer most especially definitely. but this is the most professional our opinions are ever going to get mm. hell yeah still amateur somehow but we're gonna still do amateur. it still very amateur yeah i got this one so you yeah. can just pour me pour me i don't care ah, no you're good uh yeah so this is fuzzy from side project which was one of my favorite beers last year and i've had this had this for almost a year, just waiting for the right moment to mm. pop it open. I figured what tonight that's very might be very considerate of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD is a giving soul. For anybody JD around. is the most giving soul of anyone I've ever met. Thank you. Pizza, well, snacks, just nothing with potatoes. JD's really? allergic to potatoes. I'm allergic to potatoes. Oh, nice. The listeners know by this point. Heartbreaking. Yes. They know, know that if you're drinking with JD, just don't bring, uh, don't don't bring the tots. No. Or bring the tots and give them all to me. Give them all to everyone else. Brandon, all give me your tots. tots. Belongs to us. I got tots for everybody. <laughs> oh, man, it's a strange thing to say. It <laughs> oh, smells delicious. So now it's now it's recorded and everyone yeah, knows. We'll put it out there. Tanner, what are you smelling there? That's oh, a shit. very like tart. But like soft smell. Oh, it smells so good. Like oh, a yeah. I mean a tart peachy fl- smell. It smells peach, delicious. The Wonderful branding on the bottle. Just called fuzzy with a, a a peach with a peach slice next to it. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's like you eat the you eat the fruit and then the pit. Oh my goodness! After the pit is just you set it on the like on the ca- counter next to you because maybe you don't want to get up and toss it right away. But that that just like. Whatever, what's a pit made out of? Wood? Whatever that, like. It might be wood. The yeah. essence of whatever it is absorbed in that that mm. fiber. Woody fiber. Oh, and you know, man. I'm saying this without tasting it. I'm going to love this. I just yeah. freestyled uh, that. And I think it's. That is delicious. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That is yeah. so good. No, it's, so it's a wild ale. It's aged in Chardonnay barrels and then Missouri peaches for. Oof. Jesus. Uh, I don't know how long they age it, but long of fucking enough. Mm. Yeah. Long yeah, enough. Yeah, side project in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are champions of of some some wacky but absolutely fucking delicious beer. Sorry, did we jump the gun? Did I miss the taste? Cheers. Did we oh, jump oh, the gun? Oh, y'all are fucking tasting. Oh, y'all are fucking tasting. I'm sitting here waiting. It. Yeah, it's so good. Cheers. So. God fucking damn it. Cheers. You missed out. Asshole. Seven years of bad sex for all of you. Poor old girl. That's a. 
That was a rude, rude uh, curse to put on somebody. Cliff Notes told us that if we don't make eye contact when we cheers, it's seven years of bad sex. Facts. So. And we don't want that. I didn't know it was bad sex, but I knew you were supposed to. Where's my fuck contact. book? Your what? Your Cliff Notes fuck oh, I thought book. you said book. It's yeah. like, you're going to whip that out on the podcast? And he mm-hmm. literally just grabbed a notebook. Like a little <laughs> yeah, black book. Oh, open that up. Let's see what names we got. And it was a little black book. Look at that. It's, like wait till we book. get video of this podcast. There's, there's things. This is important, guys. We got to wait. I don't know where my fuck buck went. It's all right. What, what's in that book? Can you, what's in the little black book? I mean, book? I know we talked about speaking clearly into the microphone. Are you saying fuck buck? Fuck yeah. buck. Okay. Not book. Fuck buck. Woo! Shit. They probably bumping Dilla. They probably wouldn't kill you. They probably wouldn't feel you. They probably eating vegan watching Mike Jack's thriller. Trying to box me and me. You know I got it next to me. Know they better off Ed Norton on my step. Trying to box me and me. You know I don't respect them. Never been the one to live life on a spectrum. Speaking of fuckbucks, you're listening to the most recent release from Cliff Notes, featuring Boston powerhouses Latrell James, Mo Pope, and Optic Bloom. We hope you listen to the full track. Now, back to the pod. What are some beers that Nick's turned down from you and John? You mentioned throwing <laughs> ideas out, and I'm just curious. All, all of them. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean... John and I really bond over the fact that we're both like homebrewers, so like throwing in weird shit is just like in our DNA. Yeah, right. So, um, what kind of weird shit are you talking like? Well, I have so like I the beers that I've brewed since I've been there, just on our like pilot system. Um, I did a a wild fermented blueberry like summer beer. That was pretty wild. It ended up growing a weird, really weird thing in the top. Of it was <laughs> really wild. Um, I have a brewed IPA that's sitting in the fridge right now that we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, well, we're drinking as in like Harry, our sales guy. <laughs> like I give it to all the bartenders and everybody. None you know, I'm like I'm we're really working on a grassroots rebellion where if I can get everybody to like it, then that oh yeah, I can conquer the world. Okay. Strength so in numbers. Like, yep. IPA does not sound weird to me in comparison to. Like a brewery, like a month ago, brewed a Lucky Charms brew. So we're not talking about that stuff. We're yeah, doing. so we're not. Yeah, we're not talking about like like a two like off the wall and shit. We're, yeah, we're talking more about like experimenting, looking at our um, yeah, experimenting or looking at our portfolio of beers to be like, okay, what balances this out? Because we're like side project. Um, Casey Brew, like we were talking yeah. about, um, some some people have really established themselves to say like, hey, we're gonna do w- our wild program, we're gonna do um, barrel aged program, and really we're in the we're in the fact that we want all of our beers to be very approachable. Um, like people come up and ask, I don't like anything too hoppy, right? And that is just fine. We don't have anything that's going to like be offensive to somebody yeah. who thinks it's mm. like like really sensitive to bitterness because we want our beer like we talked about like you are welcome to not only welcome but encouraged to come in because we want people to see every beer as a beer that they could drink like nothing is going to be too bitter nothing's going to be too dark and roasty nothing's going to be um just offensive in any form or fashion we want it to be like we want it like beer to almost draw you in and like encourage you to come and be like, oh, that's not what I know to beer to be. Like I know beer to be like Miller and Bud or I know mm-hmm. beer, beer to be like a lighter, like not to, to knock on them, but like I know it to be lighter or I know it to be super hoppy and offensive. But we want it to be 
anybody can come in and find a beer that they like. Like literally that is one of our goals. Yeah. Every time somebody walks in the door is to find a beer that they are like, I really like this beer. And that that's a testament to you guys and your the community aspect where you want someone in JP to be able to walk into your doors and find something that they will enjoy. Regardless yeah. of how much they know craft yeah. beer. There's yeah, like I such mean, a such a fun challenge. Yeah, it is. Every time somebody when walks walk in, in. They, people walk in with their grandmother or their brother that's never had craft beer and has yep. just been like a fill in the blank person. All right. And they're like, I don't really like that. No, what were you gonna say? I got a game. Yeah, go ahead. JD, we're going to trade off. You and I are going to trade off. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask Brandon. You're going to ask Tanner Ooh. questions about what beer they recommend you drink. You can recommend a Turtle Swamp beer or any beer you want or a style if it makes it easier. Okay. But we're going to rapid fire ask you questions about what beers we want. Completely spontaneous, everyone. I'm really digging this fuzzy, by the way. Brandon, I don't like dark beer. Go. Um, you should try. Um, you should try our JP Porter. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, we always do that. Every time somebody comes in, like I don't like IPs. We're like we want to. We literally want to give you an. I want to see what you think. You we IPA. have to. You got to. Well, calibrate. no, is that the point? You, you want to. You want to sell them on it and say, actually, this is what yeah. I think you would. Like. So here's another shout out. That's unique. I have a friend Samia who uh, walked in and says, "Hey." Uh, I don't like just porters. your friend. I'm sure. Yeah, she's it's just you know it's just me, friend. just the two of us. Uh, none of you know her. You, you know, putting her putting her out there. She says uh, she's at Turtle Swamp, and she says I don't like porters or Sorry I don't like dark game, beers. And uh, flash forward, cut to the chase. The beer after she goes through all of our beers, I give her a taste of everything we got, and the one that she decides she wants is the porter, and. That was all on her own. It wasn't that I said, I think you'll like our porter. I just said, hey, I'll give you a taste of what we got. I'll guide you through our draft list. Yeah. And um, But if, if you know, what is it that you do like or what is it that you don't like about porters? I'm not saying that you're going to love this one, but you should taste it. I'm, I'm willing to, 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 to offer you a taste of it. So um, I don't like dark beers. Well, you can you should try um Iinger, Iinger, correct me if I'm wrong, Brauweiss. It's um it's not dark. It's like a Bavarian vice and it's it's not it, it doesn't have a dark character. It's not heavy, it's not it's light and refreshing, but mm-hmm. it it may visually be a little more amber in color. Um but that's the one I'm going with. So round 1. Done. I love Hefeweizens, and I hate hoppy beers. So if you like Hefeweizens, you like weedy beers, you like beers with a lot of like interesting flavors that aren't like malts and they aren't hops. So they're like those like off flavor, like cloviness and things like that. Our not a wit beer is like a, we were just talking about this mm. on the way over. Like our not a wit beer is such a nice middle of the road um, it's we we display it as a white IPA, but it's it's essentially like a white like a Belgian white with American ale yeast, um, and it's just it's super good coriander. It has all those notes, all that that weedy character, everything that you want is right in the Nada Wit. And people usually will drink that if they're like, I like wheat beers, mm-hmm. which is like yeah yeah. If they say that I like wheat mm-hmm. beers, boom Nada Wit, they're sold no. every single time because yeah. it has a nice like 
almost like full-bodied flavor. Like it's not crisp like we were just talking about. It's just like nice and smooth. Yeah. It's a real like good that. crowd pleaser. Missed that right. one. Come back. I come back. Come back. Not a whip. Shout Brandon, out. Not a whip. I am searching for the perfect beer to drink while at a Patriots game. It is about 25 degrees out and snowing. And I don't want to be the asshole who loves craft beer but is ordering a Miller Lite. What You're do I get? Patriots game and you want a beer. Just assume they have everything. Yeah. I'm going to say um, if they've got a lot, of, if we, we got options, we're in a place, there happens to be a yard house at the, at the, at the mm-hmm. Gillette Stadium. Sure, yeah. And um, go have a, go, go have a, go look up this place called Turtle Swamp Brewing and uh, go try their All Ears Golden Ale. It's a great, it's a great light, refreshing beer. You can drink a couple of them. You can drink a couple more after that. Um, but it's it's refreshing. It's it's actually made with malted corn, so it's got this this backbone sweetness is the mm. the the phrase that comes to mind. But it's not it's not sweet and like doesn't taste like corn syrup or like a syrupy sweet. It's just a a, a refreshing palate pleasing light ale. It's one that mm. you can put back. You can grab another one. You can put it, put that one to the side. It's Dig. right there when you're ready for it. I like Brandon's words. Dig, my friend. I always like when he uh, when he describes beer. Brandon, oh, I like man. when you talk. I just freestyle. Amen. Amen. I'll say like that's voice. not even that's not even the beer I was gonna pick. Don't stop. You truly are the one of the most well-spoken people I know. That's true. Oh, yeah, well, that's very kind. Sure. Last round. Last round. I Bonus. I only drink New England style IPAs. I prefer Galaxy, Vic Secret, and Eldorado hops. Oh my goodness! Hit me. <laughs> Fill in the blank, New England IPA. There's so many good ones. <laughs> Galaxy, um, Eldorado. I'll give a shout out to Backlash Brewing in Roxbury, two miles away, two point two miles away, I think, from the brewery. They have one called um, Bad Decision Juice, and it's just an excellent. Okay, I Glowy. I don't like session IPAs. Oh, okay. You want to get you want to get drunk. Mm. Okay. Well, now you're now you're just calling for the orange line because that's eight <laughs> percent and it drinks like four. There you it go. Does. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause so you're talking about like Galaxy. You're talking about Big Secrets. So you're talking about the juiciest of juices. The juiciest of juice of juice. Yeah. I mean, maybe some Citra. I will get. I or mean, some so, emergency yeah, in there. Orange mm-hmm. Line has that Citra, but if you're gonna go for that juiciest of juice, you're gonna go for like the the nationally renowned juicy bits from Weldworks in Greeley, go. Colorado. Give me the the extra juicy bits, mm-hmm. the DDH juicy bits. Yeah, give me more of that. Which is unfortunately, I I found that in a craft beer cellar in Roslindale, which I feel really bad because they're closing. Oh. Uh, uh. Shout out Brian. Said, oh, Brian. Shout out Brian. Shout don't. out JP. But yeah, but yeah, he had like he had such a good like deep cut of like really good. Yeah. Had juicy bits from Weldworks. Had Von Pilsner from Crooked Stave. Had right. all these like really good beers. Yeah, they were all around for Extreme Beer Fest, and mm-hmm. yeah, we. Yeah, that's what that's the reason that was in town. Yeah. They all brought it and they like brought it out to the distributors, and yeah, that's why I love having beer festivals here in Boston. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we get the benefits of that. I so. got a text from our sales guy, Harry, and he's like, Hey, why are we not pouring it at Extreme Beer Fest? And I texted him, I was like, 
Because we're not extreme. <laughs> we're not extreme. Because we're going to be there being not extreme. We're not extreme, man. Like, I'm very, sorry. Very yeah, we're chill. Yeah. If you're trying to please everybody, you're you're not going to please anybody if you're trying to go to an extreme beer fest. I was like, maybe we could throw, like, malted milk balls and chicory wood in our imperial stout, and mm. that'll be extreme. It's like, ah, oh, that, that doesn't sound like us very much, but, you Please know. Please do not pour milk duds into... Yikes. Oh, we're, we're doing it. No, oh it's gosh. already done. I got to... Uh, I have to bring this place up because... Recently, a few coworkers of mine brought this up as they had donated some product to our office. And as as brewers, as as part of the craft beer scene, um, I want to talk about it. So there's this brewery in New York called Toast. Are you familiar with it? Toast Brewing. No. No? So um, they're a nonprofit brewery in New York that takes leftover bread from from restaurants all over the city and uses that to brew the beer so i don't know if they had it this is literally fucking recycled so maybe in so maybe in june we'll have done this but um so i know the toast ale in the uk Mm. they might be connected to each other uh we are looking to do the same i'm actually going to do a pilot batch here in the next couple weeks oh wow with exodus bagels and they're going to give us their extra bagels, and we're going to brew a, not a toast ale, but obviously a bagel beer. Bagel ale. Bagel beer. Bagel beer. Bagel ale. Bagel ale. Bagel ale. Bagel ale. Yeah, no, that's like legit. Yeah, something we've been looking at. I love that. Well, yeah, because I mean, they're right across the street. Like, we are so happy that they're there. They come over, give us uh, bagels. We give them um, beer. Like, it's been, it's been, we call it the carb co-op. <laughs> and it's like the best it's been one of the best relationships like we're so happy that they're there and like we're really happy that's one of the things that we're really enjoying is we really want to try to not only just be part of the community like we were talking about earlier but also like generate uh growth and movement for other people that are also in the area so yeah shout out exodus yeah. shout out uh brilliance tattoos shout next out, door um, shout out santia's Santia, next, right door. next door yeah Shout out Ruggiero's. Ruggiero's. Been in the hood for Yeah, the, you want to look for, at some good, the good beer? Ruggiero's. They've been bringing in like Vermont stuff yeah. now. Yeah. Ruggiero's has like main beer company, like all this crazy stuff that you would not expect at the little corner goodies. store. There we go. That yeah, makes yeah. fantastic Italian subs. Whoa. Yeah. That's one hell of a combo. Yeah. Quick and dirty. Yeah. All right, is it time to taste one more? Uh, what sure. we got? Is that what that's for? Let's do that. I'm assuming that's why it was there. Uh, it's, it's a it's a good um well uh, it really decorates the studio well while we have a moment to uh, wait i have gifts for you three oh, as in i have three stickers oh. from different breweries around the u.s spoiler two of them are north carolina breweries because i was just there but there's some dope stickers so i'm, I'm gonna let you guys decide which ones you want well, what a guy Ooh. i think tanner you go first oh thank you Ooh. oh well, revolution's not from North Carolina. The old Mecklenburg Brewery. Ryan Scabot, talking about that. Where where are they at? They're in Charlotte. Catawamba Brewing. This is a fantastic sticker. It is a sandwich dripping with some type of jelly with one bite taken out of it. And shout out to Latrell James. Yeah, and Latrell James hat. Peanut butter uh, and jelly sandwich. Supported by Matt... Peanut butter jelly. Matt, a.k.a. Peanut, 
I don't know if that's oh, a, is that a nickname? nickname. Are we gonna adopt that now? How many people call you Peanut? Matt the Peanut. You know, my old my old baseball coach calls me Peanut. Thank you. Really? <laughs> yeah, like that's that's where I started. Wait, which one are you? Which one are you? Oh, going so with, you're Tyler? really a Peanut? No, Peanut was actually my nickname, and and shout out to uh. You know, fuck you, Brendan, for saying Sami was your friend. Uh, my friend, yeah. Belinda. None of your friends. Just Belinda my friend, sounds Belinda. Fantastic. I'd love to meet Belinda. And of course, Adam. Uh, they found out that my nickname was Peanut when I was a child, and now they've uh, they've let it go. But Belinda's name is Cashew, and if you don't play your cards right, you're going to be like fucking pistachios. Cashew. Shout out Cashew. Shout I'm going to start calling cashew. you. No, Stash is a cool name. I don't want to call you Pistachio. Pistachio. You could be Macadamia. Call me Stash. Yeah. Call me Stash Mac. Stash Mac. Stash Mac. Can you give me two nuts? I'm, I'm two nuts. <laughs> two nuts. Two nuts. Hold on, I don't want to jump the gun on this. DJ two Yeah, last nuts. time we got in trouble for tasting the beer without Matt. So, so what do we got? What do we got? We uh, got the next a beer. Casey. Nice Casey Brewing out of oh, Colorado. Oh, Casey, you've been so good Glenwood to me. Glenwood Springs. Plum is that right? Color. Yes, this is. There's a lot going on in this. Mm. I love this. I don't know um, what my nose is telling me. Tanner. Tell us what your tell, nose is telling. No, 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 no. Tanner, don't, add, don't turn to me. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to no What is your nose telling <laughs> you? This is like, this. I, I guarantee you, like, this is my 100%. The tables most, have turned. Like, the, the, the thing that I enjoy the most is to hear the words that people use that don't, that aren't around beer 100% of the time. Don't be nervous. Just tell me, like, tell, like, what do you smell? Like, related to things, use words that aren't related to beer. Like you can say it smells like. No, I'm 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 oddly. Okay. I, I don't want to say that I'm getting like a almost an artificial flavor, but honestly, I I, I thought about licorice for some reason, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why because that feels like, that feels like saying you smell cherry, but you smell cherry starburst, and like not the real sharpness cherry. of cherry, oh, yeah. or like I the sweetness, of, or the sharpness of licorice, or the sweetness of licorice. I think it's it was more the the sweetness like that for sweetness me. smell yeah but but mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, obviously it's very tart and and so I feel weird saying that I, I the first thing I notice is, is some sweetness that's um, like a like again the the amount of brewers in the United States compared to the amount of beer drinkers is far and beyond towards mm-hmm. the beer drinkers mm-hmm. and that's those are the important those are the people that are important to to know how they think about the beer it doesn't matter what the sommelier of beer thinks. Nobody's picking this for you except for JD, who I think is a sommelier of beer. I I think he's close if, if yeah. he's not there already. Unofficial? Can that I mean, be? have you had this one yet, JD? What do you uh, smell? No, this is my first time to have it. I've been waiting and holding on to this one for a little bit. Nice. Oh, you just tasted it that prematurely. Is good. I'm sorry. It's so wow. good. I smelled it. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I'm going to try it then. Cheers. But. Salud. Cheers, guys. Salud. Eyeballs. Got some eyes. Didn't get all the eyes that that time around, but maybe it's only like if you don't make eye contact, you'll just have bad sex with that person that you made <laughs> eye contact with. You see, now that's sweeter than I, I was expecting it to be. More tart. Yeah, yeah. I Definitely. was ready for a sour. I'm I'm 100 on board with what you're saying because like the smell was very like acidic. I was very like ready. I, it smelled tart, but then it tastes so smooth. Whoa, that's really nice. The artwork on the label. That too um, really complements connects it. with yeah. I was thinking Gross. like wild funk, but like that is like your guys's. Oh wow, JD. that's your uh, your thing right there. I yeah. Could, so everyone, this is uh, Brandon. You want to describe the bottle? Yeah. What do we What do we got uh, going Brandon, on? Let Brandon, the, the the man with the words, describe. Words on here: funky blender preserves grape and blackberry and cherry. 
So you got like the splashy, you, you got a drum set that's made of barrels. If you, if we got any gamer listeners, imagine Donkey Kong throwing barrels around. Mm, yeah. But um, that's the drum set. I got so an N64 A couple of toms and a kick drum made out of barrels, but the skins are like exploding cherries, barrels, like they're barrels filled of cherries and a drummer is just going to town. Like Blue Man Group, like the yeah, yeah, the, the way the paint up, splashes, the cherry juice. Yeah, it's like yeah. cherry, and, and you kind of get all that on the nose, yeah. like That's wild. Super. I imagine just like a band, just like going, going nuts, going nuts, like going some psychedelic mm. funk rock, some something, something that's 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 wild. But then it it has this really nice, not aggressively sour, wild character. Right. It's really fucking yeah. good. It was it was aged in Merlot but barrels, so that I think that brings it down. Mm-hmm. You like temp, tempers the acidity and exactly. tempers the acid a little bit, yeah. And that's like that's see this beer right here is like an entry beer for even though it's like such a fancy, like delicious, like deep track of a beer. Right. Like this is something that somebody who doesn't like sours could drink and be like, oh wow, this is absolutely, absolutely. delicious. Yeah. yeah. And most, the vast majority of Casey beers, they will make you pucker. This one does not make you pucker. No. And so not, not even a little bit. What percentage do you all think it is? I know what it is because I looked at the label, but I won't. Mm. Thank you for your I'm honesty. A label, I'm a label. I looker. didn't notice what was the percentage. I'm a label looker. I'm sorry. But I would say, um, I would guess like a high eight. Low, no, I guess a low nine. But it's probably a mm, 10. Damn. Sevens? 7.0? 7.0. Not as sneaky as I thought. So as we enjoy this last sample from JD, thank you as always, my friend. Thanks, um, JD. <clears throat> Thanks, JD. Can we... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, Thanks, Funky Preserves. The beer trader over here. Uh, I need to get you a hat, like an explorer's hat. That's just that you wear that when you're like making weird black market beer deals. Like in, if you were to be lots. like skinning beers and like... Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like an yeah. old like fur trader. Yeah, Ooh, label, this is good, labels, <laughs> dude. You you totally be the weird. Not I don't mean we're all weird, but you'd be like that fucking winemaker in Game of Thrones that like tries to poison Khaleesi. Except you wouldn't be evil. You'd just be like selling cool wines to people all the time. Except it would be beer, and totally trying to game Khaleesi because she's fucking Cause, Khaleesi. Cause you know, Khaleesi. Hey, I got a Targaryen banner up there, so you better you better watch your mouth. We're getting. Uh, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Comatose for me, baby. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, we again this this pod was meant to be a very much uh, kind of a, a switch around what we usually do, which is using the beer as the medium to discuss creativity in the Boston music scene with artists. Uh, and so I I think it's only fitting that we conclude our episode by talking about Boston music. So. If you had to tell me a New England-based artist that you're excited about right now, who would it be and why? Let's go with you, Tanner. Let's start okay. with, yeah, let's start with Tanner. Let's start with me, the start most general. So, I don't want to offend anyone. I, <laughs> so my exposure to Boston music and the Boston music scene has been through like my roommate who plays music, uh, Berkeley graduate, uh, Shout out to the JD Fernandez project. JD. Um, so many JDs. Yeah, he's the literally only two. You I know, know, but that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for one city, you know. I know. I don't know if I can do it. Um, also, yeah, so Bouquet of the Wolf, who is mm. uh, 
she was a uh, one of or one of the members was my roommate at one point too. And then also so far shows have exposed me to so many like Latrell James. I was there for that show as well. Has mm. been such a like really really cool exposure to local, but not not only local but like local and highly successful artists that are either like going going out nationally or just you know staying staying cool in in Boston. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I've really really appreciated that because it's. Like I'm always in the back of the brewery, like cleaning stuff, and to have people come in and like enjoy the space and play music has been really fun yeah. to be there for. Do so, you do you not generally fill the space with music while you're brewing slash cleaning because that's the majority of brewing? It might be generally frowned upon. A lot of, and this is kind of weird, I guess. Like looking from the inside out, a lot of the noises for things that are going well or going poorly are based on sound. So mm. I don't listen to a ton of music in the back. Because um, you need to, to cause listen it, to the different... Whether it's pumps or like making sure things are circulating correctly. Mm. Um, I do listen to... Um, like lately, I could just say what I've been listening to yeah. lately is a lot of just like super funky like flow music, like more mm. acoustic and um, instrumental stuff. Um, which has been really fun. Because that like so less words to distract me and more just like... Uh, well, yeah, to, noise to that put you in inter- the creative yeah. flow. Yeah, it's just sooner. Kind of, yeah, it's been really wow. um, nice because then, like, yeah, time flies. So, yeah. but but really, when that brewery space is all clean, everything's put away, and so far takes over that space has been like mm. one of the most the biggest blessings to to be able to be a part of that. Um, just because I'm part of the the location that's hosted in. So not not to give like we talked like not to give a shout out to so far but to give a shout out to so far because yeah, it's and, and we're, we're grateful for it. Yeah. You know, on this pod we we don't talk about so far sounds too much but uh, it, we're always grateful to be hosting in, yeah. in Turtles. I mean I'm I'm saying this more honestly than yeah. to yeah give you a plug. I'm not looking for a sponsorship so unlike you looking <laughs> for a sponsorship <laughs> from Turtle Swamp. So can we take a Turtle Swamp? We'll take take it. any sponsorship? Not a sponsor. any sponsorship until you make it yourself a sponsor. <laughs> Just to fill a fr- I'm all I'm asking is just to fill my fridge with turtle swamp, and I'll talk about it every episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was gonna say yeah, but yeah, definitely for Brandon, like especially because Brandon works in the tap room, like what type of like sounds fill that tap room? I feel like are really important, and he and you can like recognize that vibe. Yeah, it's that a, you put off. It's a blast, not only uh, getting to have people I consider friends, people I've met over the years, um, have Turtle Swamp as a, as a place that they can consider a, a performance stage or a place where people will come listen to them perform, um, but also just to share music. We've had uh, Light of Day Records come in and do uh, record store pop-ups or beer and vinyl pairings. and Which I love that they're doing that. It's a really great opportunity. That's pretty dope. I've always kept one of the, uh, one of the Beast Volume 1 um, vinyl pressings from the Record Co. just on hand in the tap room just to spin when they come in, just to have some something that represents, you know, a, a, a small fraction of all of the artists in Boston, um, which if I... I'll, I'll it's it's I've explored a lot of the a lot of the performance scene a lot of the artist scene in Boston through photography which is I get to sort of anonymously observe what they're doing um sometimes I'm fortunate enough to make a connection in that moment and just make a quick intro sometimes uh you know I get to 
be invited to join what they're doing in a collaborative way, whether it's just taking pictures at a show or hanging out during a session or something like that. But um, I've just been really inspired in the last few years by by people like uh, Billy Dean Thomas and Cliff Notes and um, Christopher Alphonse, who goes by the Alfie, uh, does a lot of production, um, someone that I think he's pretty well known, but he may not be as well known. It's hard to tell, but um, Aubrey Hattard. Um, he's cheating, but I'm gonna let him keep doing it because they're all dope. You know, <laughs> uh, Tim Hall, who's who's oh, one of the Tim. biggest hustlers I've, and these are people that you know I don't always have the chance to say this to uh, in person, but just things that I observe and and I get to watch those people move among their communities uh latrell absolutely you know just people that have uh have oompa i mean i can't now that i'm like thinking about people like i can't stop but um not only just performing artists but um people that are that work in creative spaces uh a good friend of mine Catherine weinfeld is doing an art installation at turtle swamp on thursday um that's right she's an she's an oboist who who is a classical musician that pursuit that does art in in as a hobby you know and so for people that take what they have and what they love and find ways to to pursue it and balance that amongst the the rigors of of normal life whatever that is for for them um and just the platform of 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 things like so far um things like group muse that provide a a window for or a window for people outside of that space but also a platform people to to perform um and share their passions and gifts and talents um but um all sorts of all all sorts of artists i i I hate that i can't give the whole list i said one artist i gave you like 12 (laughs) and you took all of mine no billy dean brandon stole you from me that was very mean of him (laughs) Uh, no, as I'm wearing a Latrell James hat. I mean, I mean, you're you're right though, Brandon. The the list is absolutely endless, you know. And, and I think that for me, the the shout out to someone like a Tim Hall, um, someone like an Angimily who mm-hmm. has a, a absolutely fantastic project uh, in their own right. Um, but you see that collaborative na- collaborative nature with endless numbers of musicians around Boston. I I think for me, you know, when I think about what makes a music scene special is is I like to think about what level of collaboration exists. What artists are there that are um, working on their own material, but supporting others and performing with others and out in the scene. And you see them, you're shooting them at shows, you know, in all, like playing all these different instruments or whatever it is. And, And I think those are the people that tend to inspire me um, the most is just thinking about someone like Tim, you know, works at Berkeley, performs with how many artists does Tim perform with? I, Tim. Yeah. Almost, ridiculous. Yeah. No, ridiculous. Like everyone I, everyone yeah. I know he's involved. With, everyone. I mean, and, and he has his own project that's amazing too. He's so a dope the, that is word the, artist. a true creative, you right. know, and, and someone that is, is a glue, an essential, you know, sort of representation of glue in a creative community that, Sometimes we talk about the divide in that community more often yep. than we talk about collectivity. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you look at somewhere like Boston, where 
there's so much pride of, of being from here, whether we're talking about Jamaica Plain and your regulars at Turtle Swamp, or we're talking about um, Oompa and Cliff, both from here, around here. Yep. Like, whether we're talking about that or the the other side of it, which is sometimes more ugly, that is the 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 kind of mm, conflict that can exist between this transient community and this almost like native community mm-hmm. is what you would call it, I suppose. Uh, it's for me thinking about what inspires me most in the scene is it's those pieces that are bringing it together. Right. Yeah. And that's when, um, especially because being on like the lower, I mean like beer, beer is creative, uh, occasionally. Craft, but I mean, a beer, beer has beer. been brewing around for thousands of years. I mean, we, we just make it and make sure it's, make sure it's good to drink and in the right tanks, but like to have a space, like you said, um, I can't, what, what, who's the opening on Thursday? Catherine Watville. Catherine is op- like to be able to share our space, uh, with people who express themselves in a, in a different creative way, not through beer or, or through beverage, but like through, through art and through music, um, or, or through the visual arts and through music, um, has been such like such a really cool thing to see because when our when our walls are empty, like I walked in yesterday, yeah, and I was like broken hearted because yeah. Jamie brought he took his art down because he was a... going to go display it somewhere else, which is like, um, oh, shoot, Jamie, I can't remember his last name because it's super long and complicated. Ken, Ken Kendrowski, an incredible artist, uh, and blessed our art space for a whole month with his amazingly colorful and geometric and. Mm. Like bending the bending the forms of geometry art, um, he's now in the JP Licks in uh, the South Bay mm. um, Shopping Center. Um, but to ha- to have our our walls empty is it hurts. But then today I walked in again, and yeah, Catherine's and art was up. Is decorated, and it so. was, and it just makes it like it to have somebody share that space and to feel like they could share it. Mm. Not not only like that they that they knew that they could share it, but were willing to contact us and be like, Hey, I would love to have my art in your space. It would like bless us with that. Like we don't pay for that and they don't like, we don't pay them and they don't pay us. Yeah. But like to have, and that's like one of the reasons that we bring in events like so far or, or other events like that. It's like, we have the space. Why would we not share it mm. to offer our regulars something and offer, uh, somebody who appreciates music or appreciates art to to come join us as well because there's so many different uh, varieties and it's been like such a blessing to see those types of things come in uh, to the brewery um, that I didn't I didn't recognize that the brewery could offer to other people. Mm. So it also sounds like I mean you guys are giving so much to the community, but it's coming back to you as well. It's you know you're feeling yeah. the love and it's a great thing for you to to give, but you you're receiving so much more. Yeah, we're 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 trying to make sure that we offer a welcoming space and then people are welcomed and like how can I help? Right. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's been so much fun. It's a cool it's a really yeah. it's a good opportunity. It's a good position to be in. I mean, for me selfishly, um just another quick tangent. Um, yeah, I'm wondering when Brandon's photography is going to be up on the walls. Oh, speaking of photography and and artists and and another like subtle shout out to a couple other um, New England artists, but um, Gentle Temper, 
You're not even letting JD answer. <laughs> don't stop. Don't General stop. Temper don't invited stop. me to come take pictures at, at the Aeronaut in Austin um, for a show that they were doing. And, and being there and in that space in another sort of brewery space, I met Jason, who, who programs all the music at, at, at the Aeronaut in Somerville. Um, but just making connections, building community, being able to say, hey, we're, we're you know, we're across the the street, so to speak. Um, if you're ever in that side of town, come by, say, hey, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing for, for, for the artist community in Boston. Um, but like that was that gate, that bridge was built by a connection with another artist. You know, they, they, um, Ryan and, and Marion were playing a show and they invited me to come just take pictures on a beautiful Wednesday evening. Um, you know, something I've, probably would have tried to do whether or not I had been invited but just that sort of thing that fosters support um support between neighboring breweries support between artists and um different types of artists being photographers and and musicians um you know craft brewers as as absolutely a a art um and just you know fostering a community that's that's multidisciplinary is is personally for me something i value a lot so where i can find these bridges and connections um it's always really interesting to look back and see you know well how did i even end up at how did so far end up at turtle swamp mm. and just see like oh okay well here are the little yeah it was a connection the of little people it wasn't it wasn't like a business yeah it, it, transaction at no point did someone come yeah. and give a business card that said personal i am this person mm -hmm. from this company and i'd like to have this partnership it's just on a monday night when there's four or five people at a table um some ideas start flowing and uh one way or another through the draft line you get you get Ooh, where you're headed that's a tie-in right there that's a that's a pretty subtle I know how that happened i'm glad i could yeah. point that out but jd what no. are your what, what's your artist answer so, so fucking hard you got any Jeez, left i got nothing i got nothing <laughs> no <laughs> artist left i got some there, more if you need none yeah, of them no, no. uh you already mentioned you know, a lot of the ones I love, you know, I'm, I'm so stoked for Cliff's. I know Cliff has been hard at work in the studio. I'm still so stoked for, for his new music to come out. Yeah. And that, you know, Tim's amazing. Uh, frequency, uh, as we record this, she's about to have her album Dropping drop. Album Friday. Uh, yeah. So, and she actually reached out to me for her, uh, you know, for her album drop. So I'll be helping out with that, oh, uh, that beautiful. show. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, Joe McCracken, uh, her her drummer uh, Kevin, he and I were old, old co-workers, and no I've just watched them from the come up, and they're blowing up now and, and doing some collabs. So definitely stoked to see where they go from here. Um, I don't know. It, There's a lot of it. There's so yeah. much of it going on here. Yeah, and uh, I I love the city and I love the music here. When I moved up here, I didn't expect Boston to have as an amazing and collaborative music scene as it does and i'm every every time i see these people out and about and i'm i'm just like so so honored and so thankful to be here and i i love this place mm. yeah and i think you guys nailed it as far as like the connection between like just sharing a beer and talking about music because like you said this city is so prolific with music um 
in the brewing scene. And, and we were talking about this uh, kind of off script a little bit about um, like the original breweries here pre-prohibition. Like the brewing scene is coming back here too and in a big, very creative way. Not a, not a root, um, very scientific, very root process type of thing, like in a very mm. like creative type of sense. Like the stuff coming out of um, uh, Cambridge Brewing Company for oh, decades now has been on par with like the type of sours that you see coming out of the, right. the entire country, and um, and then the, the things in Everett and with mm-hmm. Down the Road, um, Bone Up, Night Shift, some of the distilleries in the area like Short Path and Bully Boy and. Um, then you have Cambridge and Lamplighter and like, it's just like really interesting to see a creative sense into something that's been yeah, yeah. kind of a root, a root product. Like you could follow it step one of step five, mm-hmm. but you could also take like step five A and step three B yeah. to get to something that you're like holding in your hand right now, like a tart smelling, yeah. easy yeah. drinking beer. So it's beautiful. Everyone. Yeah. That was a moment. Was a moment. Cheers, we, cheers, we cheers to creativity, to guys. Cheers to creativity. That's, thank you very cheers much for bringing this in. Cheers to you all and to you guys. Cheers to this bad, uh, this bad oh, juju. Finish it. What we got left. Oh, oh there we go. Where, where'd that come? Where'd you got some reserves. <laughs> we, we got, got the reserves. reserves. Yeah, yeah, he had like a like a pocket orange line going. Right. Cheers. Eyeballs. Our theme song is by the aforementioned Tim Hall with our logo designed by Heidi Geist and audio production by myself, Matt Brooks. The track you heard during the interview was Happy by Cliff Notes, who you can learn about on our first episode released earlier this year. Please join us in September for our very special release with a multi-Boston Music Award winning collective, Still Gold.